0: Five, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit liftoff.
1: Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. I am Taylor Johnson, so happy you are listening today. If you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's one 1-844- 844 seven 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 nine two eight or you can email us at ask at swat com. that's ask a s k at swat com. doug how was your weekend
2: oh well uh you know when you have an illness and you think you feel better Mm -hmm. and then you get that little wave that comes back it's like oh no i thought we were over with this (laughs) you just got ptsd from it you know (laughs) yeah almost but um yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, we uh, made it through the weekend, and um, a lot going on in our our world. I don't, I don't know if this happened um, when it happened. I'm, I know it happened over the weekend, but I don't remember if it was Friday before the program or after. As would you see where that 14 year old fell out of this oh, seat? Mm-hmm. He was like 300 something pounds, mm-hmm. and and now they've got photos of him that show. You can see what happened, because I was trying to imagine what happened, yeah. but he was too big for that uh, locking mechanism to lock down on him. So he basically went up that thing unsecured.
1: Yeah. And He came down. I mean, I saw the video. He slipped straight through the DSC. Oh, you saw
2: the video? Mm-hmm. And, and just kind of mm-hmm. slipped out.
1: Yeah. Once it slowed down, he kept going. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you missed that as far as the locking and stuff goes. But. And
2: that's like... 200 feet that's that's mm-hmm. a hefty that's a long fall man
1: well yeah he so it was towards the end when they like slow it down but so it's probably like i don't know 70 feet still that he fell and, oh really is that you know, how
2: far it was i don't
1: know maybe 40 I, It was somewhere from 40 to 70 i don't know my height i can't judge it that But when well, you're 300
2: but, pounds falling that far, far, moving at 75 miles per hour yeah yeah that's tough so uh anyway that was uh that was that was pretty tough uh and then um uh, what about the Oscars? I didn't watch the Oscars. Uh, I thought it was interesting that that was the moment. I mean, you know, usually there there's some kind of political controversy or something. That was interesting. Did you watch? I watched the exchange back and forth of that. Yeah, uh, I saw it, the
1: uncensored. Yeah, he he's said some things. Obviously did some things, too. It was like, wow.
2: Well, I mean, like he's... It was a real slap. I mean, it was not a it was not an act
1: oh yeah yeah for those who don't know will smith smacked uh chris rock like you know it, it, was, it was so ridiculous that you would have thought oh man it, it was staged or something but apparently not staged at all well you know, you know
2: you could tell when you were watching from will smith's demeanor when he walked up on there i mean he he was he was all business i mean like it
1: th- that is such a so <laughs> for those who don't know will and jada smith uh, Jada Pickensmith. Smith, they're they're married. They have an open relationship in the past year, that came out in a big way, um, pretty embarrassing, I would say. Also, Jada Pickensmith is has something going on with her hair that is falling out, so that's why she keeps her hair cut short. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. It's it's a disease. It's some kind yeah. of
2: disease uh, that is um, that. Um, hold on a second. And I'll tell you because uh, they they uh, it starts with an A. Yeah. I don't know, uh, right. I'm, but it's kind of rare, isn't it? Oh, I mean, isn't it kind of a rare thing?
1: Um, I don't know how rare it is. I, I just know that like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the reason to smack somebody. You know, it's funny. It's like, will <laughs> you catch it before he like, he's laughing at the joke. And as the jokes delivered, you see him laughing. Jada is though not having no, she it. Is and not he laughing. like sees her. And then all of a sudden he goes and does that. And it's like, dude, like, I don't, I don't know. it. I, I don't think that was the appropriate reaction for sure. For one, but also just as part as far as their dynamic goes, it's like I don't. There's some stuff going on there. Obviously, if they don't have, you know, what we would call, you know, uh, a, a sound marriage. It was pretty. As, it was
2: pretty wild though were. to watch. I oh, mean, yeah. just from. And now, what do they do with it? You got all these people weighing in. Uh, well,
1: it ruined what would what is supposed to be the pinnacle of his career. Finally, getting that Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. He got an Oscar last night. No one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I saw something that the Academy is thinking about making him give it back. Like <laughs> you, you flew off the cuff there. And now, there's a time to defend your woman in her honor, uh, for sure. I'm not saying that there's not, but I, that was not it, and that was not the way to do it. So. Uh, you know, there might be consequences. I doubt it. I, I really do, but it is a terrible look for him and it, it for uh, what should have been, you know, the biggest night of his career.
2: Yeah. Do you know who, uh, won last year's best actor? <laughs> no. who, uh, what about last year's best actress? No. Yeah. That's the whole point, right? (laughs) No, does any... I mean, you remember winning in the sense that, yeah, you... Right. I know Denzel, you know, has some.
1: Best supporting actor, best actor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, anyway, um, you know, I thought it was interesting, if you've been following the war in Ukraine um, and uh, what's going on over there, that Russia kind of stormed in on Chernobyl, and now they've withdrawn. Mm. But apparently... There's radioacti- Radioactive materials are missing from Chernobyl now.' That's, that's something that people should be concerned about.
1: And uh, Russia already has all that capability.
0: So well they, they they, they,
2: well, they do, but if it's from Ukraine, somehow, I don't know. I'm just the fact that they went into Chernobyl and then they withdrew. I don't know what's going on with that whole deal. You know,
1: well, I think at the time, like Chernobyl, it was like a, um, a, uh, the way that they got in there was basically saying, Hey, we got you overwhelmed back up. So they did because of the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I didn't see that about them, uh, withdrawing. Um, you know, most of what I've seen is them on the advance. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it could be that they just, you know, the counter offensive caught them un- unawares and they had to withdraw farther than they would have liked, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, did you see the? Did you see the Ukrainian people kneecapping Russian POWs? Yeah, the that, Ukrainian that's, military. That's pretty nasty. Yeah, is it, so I mean, I, I, that being said, I don't think Russia has to stage a chemical weapons attack yeah, at this yeah. point. Like, there's obviously vitriol. Well, there's a lot. The there,
2: there's a lot going on. We need to continue to pray um, for them. And apparently, there is a lot of money pouring in for mm-hmm. people who are giving to help the Ukrainian refugees and helping all that. The only thing I would say is make sure that where you're giving money, you know yep. what it's going to. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot of uh, people trying to take advantage of that out there. Um, you know, a uh, Foo Fighters drummer died 50 yeah. years old. Um, Jeff Carson, who was a country music singer died of a heart attack, 58 years old. Uh, why, why is that significant? Well, th- there's, I mean, the Foo fighters guy was only 50
1: when there's some drugs involved with this. Yeah. Pre-
2: yeah. There, well, that's, they said
1: his heart was twice the weight of uh, yeah, a normal heart though. That
2: they, they were saying that I, I just, you know, I keep thinking about what Dr. Merritt said, Oh, this being a year of death. Mm. Um, and again, a lot of things going on in our world, but, um, I, I, I just think that, uh, we're living in a very, very strange time. And I, I think of that verse in the Bible, that says, make the most of the opportunity that we ought to be uh, ready and available to share the gospel with people. Um, because you never know when people, um, that, you know, or interact with daily may, may pass away. And, um, I was just reminded, of one of my friends, for those who listen on WMER in Meridian, Mississippi, uh, uh, a guy w- I grew up with playing baseball there. I just found out he had a massive stroke a couple mm. of days ago, uh, prayers out to the Tommy, uh, Tommy Hall family. Tommy is a guy that I grew up playing baseball with and always enjoyed Tommy and, um, appreciated, uh, him We played both, uh, in college and in high school and just, uh, liked hanging around Tommy a lot. And, um, just, uh. Sad that he has gone, and pray for his son and their family, his daughter and their family. Uh, but just reminded again, like uh, time here is fleeting and short and temporary. And uh, one of the things that we're looking at this week is um, Paul fighting for the grace of the gospel, the message that he took out there as people try to come in and add law to grace they try to add something to jesus and uh that's happening all over our world as well there's lots of different flavors of the gospel message of jesus christ and if the bible is not your authority then you may be following a false gospel and so uh i hope you'll stay tuned today and uh and and Follow us as we go through Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 12, and look at how God calls us as his kingdom priests to stand firm against false teachers. False teachers are very prevalent in our culture and throughout the world today, and what they do is they use a lot of the same words we do, Mm -hmm. biblical words, they just have different meanings, and so it's confusing for people. And people go, oh, it sounds right because it's got biblical words, but very different meanings. And so uh, we need to stand firm against them. We need to seek wisdom from those in our faith community who we trust are following the authority of the Bible, and we need to stay grounded in his word and stay grounded in the gospel, the one true gospel, no deviation. Paul makes it very clear, and when we come back, we're going to read from Galatians 1 what paul says about those who want to pervert the gospel and what he what he says about them where where they ought to be headed (laughs) Mm. and because it ain't it ain't it ain't very uh gentle and easy he's pretty serious because that's a serious matter
1: yes he is so stick with us that's where we're going after the break you're listening to swat radio stay tuned we'll be back with more
0: in just a moment
2: There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame, there is good news for the world who walked away, there is good news for the doubter,
1: the one religion failed, for the good Lord. And that is the Disappointing Redden Collective with <laughs> Rescuer. <laughs> Well, welcome well back tell
2: to- them why that's disappointing for somebody. that oh, They are
1: now trans-affirming. Um, they are also uh, question the inerrancy of the Scripture, question if there's a hell. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that's come out about them in the past week. Really. And,
2: you know, we're, we're not really into cancel culture, but we'd like people that are singing things to be people that affirm the truth of the Scripture. Um, that, that's just very yeah it was very disturbing. We talked a little bit about it last week, so um if you anyway. missed it now, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, isn't that interesting? You know, I mean, because the truth is, if you wouldn't have gotten that news from about them and mm-hmm. what they put out, um, then you wouldn't know, and you' just go on listening, but now it's kind of hard to listen to it mm-hmm. because you know that the guy singing that doesn't really believe what he's singing. He believes in some perversion of it, which is why this week is a good lesson for us to really um, be looking at because we're looking at Acts 15. And just to go back over Acts 13, 14, very briefly, Acts 13 and 14 was really Paul and Barnabas' first missionary journey where they were commissioned by the church in Antioch, sent out to go take the gospel to the Gentiles, to the pagans, to the people that um, were westward headed toward, they wanted to go toward Rome. And they went into the Galatia, the area of southern Turkey today, through the Taurus Mountains from uh, Cyprus to Antioch of Pisidia to uh, Iconium, Lystra, and Derby. Then turned around and came back. They planted churches, put elders in charge. Even though these people had not grown up with the scriptures, even though uh, they were very, very, very young in their faith, they had to have somebody there leading. And so, as they prayed and fasted, they they put elders in charge. It was a monumental task when you stop and think about it. it. Took them about a year to year and a half. And when they got back to antioch apparently the word had spread to jerusalem that they had gone and some some men it says took it upon themselves to independently come up to antioch and say hey you got to be circumcised you can't just buy into what paul said about jesus it's not just jesus you got to be circumcised they said unless you're circumcised you're not saved And remember, Paul wrote the letter to the Galatians dealing with this whole issue. And in the very first chapter of Galatians, Paul is writing in verse uh, 6 of chapter 1, he says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and they want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. In other words, what Paul's saying is, let's say I come back now and bring something different. Let You know, even me. I find that striking that he says, even if I come back, mm-hmm. let me be accursed. As we've said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. That's pretty strong language that he is saying. If somebody perverts the gospel of Christ, then let them be accursed. He doesn't say let their teaching be accursed. He says let them be accursed. I mean, that is very strong, definitive language saying this person is no representative of the Most High God. So when you hear people who distort the gospel of Jesus and they say, well, you know what? To be saved, you have to be baptized. To be saved, you have to have communion. To be saved, you have to be part of this church. To be saved, you have to be part of this denomination. To be saved, anything other than trusting in Jesus and Jesus alone, that person is to be accursed, and that's pretty clear.
1: Well, didn't he also say in Galatians, like, uh, "I wish you would go all the way, chop the whole thing off"? Basically, uh, I think, yeah, Galatians, just go
2: ahead and emasculate yourself.
1: Yeah, like that's pretty strong language. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. graphic.
2: You're yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, so as we look at the text today, um, today we're going to be looking at. Um, I, I, I kind of laid out the the you know the three principles for the week out of this text. Really, as God's priest, one we're to stand firm against false teachers. That's where we're going to spend most of our time today. Tomorrow we're going to be looking at seeking wisdom from leaders in the community of faith. Uh, and then on Wednesday, we're going to be looking at staying grounded in God's Word. How how did they deal with this issue of conflict, this issue of division, this issue of dissenting views on what the gospel was? We're going to look at that Wednesday. Uh, but today we're focusing on just how they took a stand and uh, uh, against the false teachers. So I'm going to have you read the whole text today, verses 1 through 12, and we're going to come back and look at verses uh, really 1 and 5 today uh, about the false teachers, what they were teaching, and how Paul and Barnabas responded to it.
1: All right. But some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small discussion and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go to Jerusalem to the apostles and the elders about this question. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversation uh, the conversion, excuse me, of the Gentiles, and brought great joy to all the brothers. When they came to Jerusalem they were welcomed by the church, and the apostles and the elders, and they declared and they declared all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, having cleansed their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus just as they will. And all the yeah, one more verse. And yeah. right? all the assembly fell silent and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles.
2: This is the word of the Lord now, uh, in verse 1, it said, some men, some men. They were in Antioch. Remember, they were really the first missions conference. They were reporting back, and it says, some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers. Now, contrast that over with Acts thirteen one, when it says, now there were in the church in Antioch prophets and teachers. Uh, that these were just some men doesn't delineate them as prophets and teachers or evangelists or missionaries it just says some men and if you flip down to 15 verse 24 it says when when James and the and the leaders write a letter back to the churches explaining what they've come to in an agreement on this issue they said we've heard that some persons, have gone out from us and troubled you with words unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instruction. So what what you have is some men who take it upon themselves to go independent of leadership and authority to just go out and start teaching what they feel like ought to be taught. Is that a problem in the church today? Yes. you got people all over. Anybody can start a, a site on on the internet now they you've got all kinds of people putting out teaching they have no authority from a bible teaching church mm-hmm. they 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 are just out independence they're basically renegades with an agenda just like these men were and what they do is they're attempting to add law to grace and and keep in mind paul and barnabas risk their life taking the gospel of grace to these Gentile pagans and these men in um, in Jerusalem were probably thinking, "Well, that's not fair." You know, our our ancestors we've borne the the weight of the law for thousands of years, and now they just get to come in. You mean they can, They've lived whichever way they want. They've they've done whatever they want and. And they get to come in and experience the same benefits that we do. That just doesn't seem right. And it takes you back to that um, Bible story Jesus told, that parable, of the guy who started hiring people in the morning, pays them a dollar or a day's wage, Mm -hmm. then hires people later in the day, pays them the same thing later in the day, and even at the end of the day, they all get the same thing. And, but he starts paying the people that got there later first. And those people in back are thinking, well, we're going to get more because we've been working longer. Instead of thinking it's by grace, they think it's by what they do. And I I think that is a problem for us because sometimes we, we, we believe that because we've walked the line longer, then we should have more benefit and that's a, that's a very natural way to think. But these men were adding law to grace, and it's Jesus plus nothing. And in Galatians chapter 2, Paul relates about when he went to Jerusalem. Now, when Paul went to Jerusalem, he had, there was a public meeting, but there was also a private meeting where he met privately. But the thing that's interesting is he took a guy with him and um, – In Galatians 2 verse 1 it says after 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas taking Titus along with me he says I went up because of a revelation and I set before them though privately before those who seemed influential the gospel that I proclaimed among the Gentiles in order to make sure I was not running or had not run in vain in other words Paul was going up there to say, this is the message I've been carrying out there. If if it's wrong, let's talk about it because I want to have a discussion. And when we come back, let's pick it up right there.
1: All right. We'll be back with more after the news. Before we go, we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the lighthouse, as well as the Meridian, Mississippi listening on WMER, as well as all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, 91.3 in in Folkestone, Georgia. And finally, we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening online, wherever you are around the country or the world. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more. I'm just know. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Nobody by Casting Crowns. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 12 this week, um, looking at the Jerusalem Council, um, well, starting to look at the Jerusalem Council because it goes a little bit farther down past that. But today we are focusing on um, the false teaching that was being preached um, in uh, Antioch uh, that came from Judea. And that's where we're at. That's where we're picking up and moving forward with there today.
2: Yeah, we we're looking specifically at just verse one and five uh, today. When it, what what was the false teaching? Well, it says very clearly in verse one: unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. That was the message that those men brought to Antioch, and they did so without any authority of. Of the leaders of the church and uh, they just come up there and h- how did Paul respond to that well I want to go back to Galatians chapter 2 remember I told you Paul was relaying he took Titus to Jerusalem with he and Barnabas why was that important well it says that he went up there because of a revelation and that the gospel that he proclaimed to the Gentiles, he wanted to make sure he was not running or had not run in vain. In other words, he wanted to make sure that the effort that he and Barnabas had given to give that gospel to people was not in vain. And notice it says, but even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised, though he was a Greek. Now, that's fairly significant there. Titus was a leader. Paul was discipling him, and he was a Greek. But why did Paul take him? Why did he take Titus to Jerusalem, to this hotbed of controversy with with Barnabas, and subject him to scrutiny?
1: I think... Show him as an example of a brotherly, you know, someone in Christ who isn't circumcised.
2: Exactly. You're exactly right. The Holy Spirit was in Titus, and the Holy Spirit would have shown through Titus. I'm sure Titus had been walking with Paul for a little while, mm-hmm. and so there would have been a natural, or a supernatural, I say, a supernatural um, witness of God inside of him. And so Paul took him up there, and then listen to what he says in verse 4 of Galatians 2. Yet because of false brothers secretly brought in who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus so that they might bring us into slavery, to them we did not yield in submission even for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. Now, that's a very significant statement that Paul makes in Galatians 2.4. And what he's saying is that there were false brothers who came in to try to bring legalism into this new movement. And really, the false brothers serve who? Satan. Yes. They don't serve God. They're false brothers. Can, can you be a false believer? Can can there be somebody who professes a belief in Jesus and yet they serve Satan? Yeah, yeah. Simon the magician mm-hmm. is a perfect example of that in chapter eight. And so, just because someone professes a belief does not mean they've been regenerate by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean they've been born again. It's simply people who have maybe professed a belief and. Unfortunately, many churches in our country have people that have professed a belief, and there's no change. There's there's it's 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 an add-on to their life. Just like they join a country club. Okay, okay, I'm in. I I'm part of this church now, but there's no change inside because their belief is an intellectual assent. It's not a conviction that Jesus and Jesus alone is the only way we can be in relationship with Father But Notice what Paul says in Galatians 2, uh, verse 5. We did not yield in submission even for a moment. So Paul is standing firm against false teachers so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you, he says when he writes them. Aren't you glad that he fought for us? Aren't you glad that we have the purity of the gospel today, that that even today, in spite of there being many, many churches or per, professing churches, churches that would call themselves churches, that pervert the gospel, that the gospel purity is still maintained and still out there, that it's Jesus plus nothing? I heard that message. I'm sure you heard that message. And the reason we did is because guys like Paul stood up and stood firm for that message. The question is, will there be people 20 years from now that will hear the purity of the gospel message because we stand up? Right.
1: And I think there's probably, for some people, might need a distinction, um, you know, because it's law does not save, but that doesn't mean you cast out the law. Because, you know, there's a lot of people as far as, you know, false teaching now talking about, um, you know, we don't need the Old Testament, we don't need some people say, you know, it's radical grace. We don't even need to change our lives. Right. So can you talk a little bit? Well, about,
2: the antinomianism, yeah. which is anti law. Mm-hmm. Listen, and Paul, the, what they're saying here, they're not. The, it really isn't semantics either. It's a matter of um, order. Mm-hmm. You you don't keep the law to earn favor with God. You keep the law because you have favor with God. In other words, you don't get baptized to earn salvation. Mm -hmm. You get baptized because you have salvation. You don't keep communion to earn salvation. You take communion to celebrate salvation and the, and the return of Christ and the, is to remember him. And so, um, those things that we do when we talk about keeping the law like really the the moral law of god was given to distinguish between god's people and the rest of the world even the ceremonial law but when christ came the ceremonial law was, was 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 fulfilled in christ so there's no need for that but you and i still uh we keep, if we, if we talk about the law today, Jesus summed it up into two things that we say every week at SWAT, the Shema, and and then from Leviticus, loving your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, that is the law. And basically, if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first three are summed up in in. Loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and string—maybe the first four—and then the rest are summed up in loving your neighbor as yourself. That's that's keeping the law, but you don't keep it to earn your salvation or to add to what Jesus did. You keep it in response to say thank you to God to 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 give credibility to your witness. Yeah, I mean their testimony. I mean, what kind of God is it that His people? Don't care about his standards, right? Those are his standards, not our standards. He sets the standards,
1: and so and just for people who don't, there's a, a line of thinking that the law in Leviticus is summed up. In, you know, and there's three parts: there's the moral law, there's the ceremonial law, and the law that stood for Israel as a nation in itself. And a little bit of what I think is probably going on here is well, that, there's
2: civil law too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. civil law. They, so there was civil, ceremonial, and moral.
1: Yeah, and there's pro- I think there's probably a little bit of, hey, these traditions that we've had that are for Israel, that has been for Israel, it needs to go to the whole church, right? That's a little bit of what they're talking about with the circumcision, right? Because they think, you know, they these people, be, they're becoming part of Israel, right? These Gentiles who are becoming Christians. And so there would be confusion. There's obviously false teachers, but for the regular people who are getting confused, it's like, well, okay, yeah, this is what Israel does, but you know, there's a difference between um, not all Israel is Israel, right? Yeah, well that's you know true, I mean?
2: but you know what I find interesting about this first verse, I didn't even cover this in SWAT. Um is what do they say unless you are circumcised according to the custom of who?
1: Moses, not Jesus. Yeah. There's oh, not well yeah.
2: and not even Abraham.
1: Yeah, that's who true. Who was the first yeah. one?
2: And and remember Who didn't circumcise his two boys? Moses. So I find that very interesting (laughs) that that's what they're talking about. They mention it according to Moses because when they're talking about Moses, they're talking about the law Mm -hmm. to earn God's favor. And so Paul and Barnabas stood firm against this false teaching because it's Jesus plus nothing. And for us today nobody's running around telling you to go get circumcised. But people are telling. In fact, we've had people call in here and say, you know what, if you're not baptized, you're not saved. If you, you know, and there are people I'm sure out there, I know that have been brought up, because I had a SWAT guy tell me, that if you don't go to my church, you're not a true believer, you're not saved.
1: If you're not transaffirming, you're not really loving and not really saved.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, so whatever... The requirement is, if it's anything other than grace of God, mm-hmm. Ephesians 2 says it this way, for by grace you have been saved through faith, it's a gift of God. Because it, 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 otherwise you're going to boast in it. it it's, a, it's from God. God gives us salvation. He chose us before the foundations of the earth. He chose us, Ephesians 1 says, and so it's Jesus plus nothing. But, you know, notice Second Peter 2 says, false prophets arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon themselves swift destructions. And if you pop down to verse 5, it says some believers who belong to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, it's necessary to circumcise them and to order them to keep the law of moses now they've moved beyond circumcision to keeping 619 laws right yeah and so it never stops the legalism battle and so jesus plus nothing is the gospel and when we come back uh, if people want to call in and want to chat about it, we we, we can. But that's really the, the teaching for today. Stand firm, church. Silence is not standing firm. We must be a voice for purity of the gospel today.
1: All right. So we are going to be, at, be back in just a second. Uh, before we go, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT
0: Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your
2: calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales. service parts and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some right now right now i'm losing bed stood
1: on this stage night after night reminding the bro that is even if by mercy me welcome back to SWAT radio if you are just joining us we are looking at acts chapter 15 excuse me verses 1 through 12 if you have any questions or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1 844 777 SWAT. That's 1 844 777 7928. Or you can email us at ask at com. That's ask ask at com. You know, Doug, I asked you some questions about um, this passage because, you know, I've seen a lot as far as it, where we're at today, people using this, you know, Council of Jerusalem and things like that to say, Stuff like you know no one's going to hell, and, you, know, <laughs> you mean
2: Christian universalism yeah yeah
1: yeah and and to say you know we can uh you know detach from the old testament uh Allah um oh yeah. what's his name yeah, uh, uh,
2: you talking about uh, andy Stanley, yeah,
1: um you know, so I guess I think there is an important distinction to make about salvation and and what we talked about, uh how you said you know it's a it shows your witness and stuff because I think. There are a lot of people who are going to end up having questions. About well, yeah, this.
2: and and I mentioned the word antinomianism earlier. Antinomian means against the law. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, um, basically, uh, that there's no more laws that uh, God expects us to obey today. And that is a huge problem in our culture. Um, it basically, it what antinomianism does is it takes the biblical concept of grace and perverts it, to an unbiblical application in our life, um, and 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 the biblical teaching is that we don't have to keep the Old Testament law to earn favor with God as a means of salvation. Uh, when Christ died on the cross, He paid for our sins once and for all, and so there's no longer a requirement for sacrifice. Um, and uh, but the where they go with it is that we're now free from obeying the moral law of god we shouldn't do that and that's it's really ridiculous when you stop and think about it because the moral law was given to give um a standards to live by to protect our culture to protect um our our society don't commit adultery mm-hmm. don't murder don't steal don't covet you know those kind of things and so um you know, if you, if you go to Romans 6, 1 and 2, that's a great passage for dealing with that specifically, where Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? That's exactly what he's dealing with there. He says, by no means we died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? And um, when people attack the whole, you know, Jesus and Jesus only kind of, um gospel which that 's what it is um that 's what they attack it with a lot of time, just like you said i mean i 'm no I know pastors who 've gone on to say, well, you know um we 're not required to have a quiet time it 's legalism no it 's not legalism to spend time daily with God. it is if you think that makes God accept you mm-hmm. but that doesn 't mean you don't spend time daily with god um, you know and and I know that for younger especially um, immature believers, they might be susceptible to this and even think, well, you know, if I'm saved by grace, then why shouldn't I be able to go do this? And I know that they use that in especially dealing with some of the um, sexual sin and that Mm -hmm. kind of things. Um, But when God redeems us, he redeems us from serving ourselves to serving him. Not to earn his salvation, but to spread his salvation, we we become and we, you know we become part of uh, we become part of his his ambassador for us to go out and so out of an abundant gratitude for his grace and forgiveness and what he's done for us, uh, we want to please him and so uh, we want to be in his word, we want to pray, we want to obey him. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you will what? Keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. It's not you're keeping your commandments to earn anything, but it's out of your love form. Yeah, so.
1: and also, I mean, you know, he's the author of all creation, right? And if he says, hey, this is how you should live, this is, you know, the way that I have set up for you, uh, a la, you know, marriage being between a man and a woman, like, hey, we believe that there's something to that right? There is a reason that he says that, and there's um, benefits that come with following uh, his dictates in that way. Um, So yeah, the law is not, you know, anything. If if you're looking at that or your works or whatever, you know, you go to church, you do this or that for your righteousness, for, you know, for your salvation, that's empty, right? Because like you said, it's only in uh, through Christ in faith alone, right? Um, By grace alone. So yeah, it's, I think there's two ditches to drop well, into. Yeah, I you think know? you're
2: exactly right, but I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, First John he deals with that without a lot. And in First John five, he says, "This is love for God that you what that you obey His commands." Mm-hmm. And it says His commands aren't burdensome. Um, what is the this law God expects us to obey? It's um, the law of Christ: love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. That's what he wants us to do. Well, how do you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength if you don't spend time in his word? Mm -hmm. How do you love him um, if you don't spend time praying with him? Um, How do you love him if you don't do what he commands in his word to do? Um, How do you show that? Like, How do people see that? Um, How do you you show love for neighbor if you do whatever you want to do all the time? Mm Mm-hmm. And so uh, if we love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we love our neighbor, then um, we're going to see that uh, we will obey him, not out of obligation, but out of gratitude. And um, in 1 John 2, another um, section over there, he says, you know, we know that we have come to obey him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth's not in him. But if anybody obeys his words, God's love is truly made complete in him. That's how we know we're his. And so it's a great question. And there is a ditch of going to antinomianism on that extreme to say, well, we don't have to do anything because we don't have to do anything to, to earn God's favor. But we are commanded to obey him. To demonstrate our love to him in response to what he's done for us, and and the the thing that Paul and them were dealing with was this requirement now to go back and be circumcised and keep the law. They were, and he, he writes the whole letter of Galatians dealing with it. And um, I mean that that is a whole. I mean, my gosh, you could spend <laughs> months on just Galatians, but that. Just notice that he stands firm against false teachers. He said, not for a moment. We're we're not going to let this pass. And he fights strongly. And what we're going to see next week, uh, or this week in SWAT at the Bible Studies, is how the leadership responded when they were having this debate over it and what they ultimately concluded. And I think it was very encouraging for those pagan believers. But understand just from a jewish perspective before we're too hard on them you know when you have been told your whole life if you associate with gentiles it's a bad thing and you you have a responsibility to and you've been dragged away to egypt you've been dragged away to babylon you've been dragged away to assyria all because you violated this rule and you didn't keep god's laws you didn't do things right and now all of a sudden somebody's saying, okay, we don't have to keep the law anymore. At least that's what they're hearing when they hear that, you know, he's not teaching circumcision. They don't have to become a Jew. Of course they're going to go, wait, wait, that's not fair. I mean, they don't have to come in through Judaism. So what they were trying to do is go back and say, yeah, you can be a believer in Jesus, but you got to bear the mark of a Jew first because it's a Jewish faith. And Jesus uh, is saying, no, there is no Jew or Gentile. And Paul writes that later. There's only what? Those in Christ and those outside of Christ. That's the distinguishing barrier today. That's the dividing line. Those who are Christ in Christ, those who are outside of Christ. And, it, I mean, it,
1: there is, uh, you know, uh, there's a different sign of the covenant now, right? Like, doesn't he talk about being circum- your heart, your heart being circumcised? You yeah, know, and yeah, yeah. So it, it's just a, a, a deeper understanding that, you know, again, it's not the physical things that you do that save you. It's um, what Christ does for us.
2: Yeah. It, he Well, he talks about, you know, um, in Romans uh, 2.29, he says, A Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, mm-hmm. by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. And he, he's just talking about that, that heart, that it's um, – if if you – listen, I, I don't want to diminish circumcision in the sense that that was the mark of the covenant for thousands of years for Jews. They, they were obedient to God in keeping that. But Jesus said, listen, it's not a matter of, of a physical mark. It's the spiritual thing that happens now. It's what's on the inside of a person.
1: Wouldn't you say there's still a sign though? That being, you know, baptism as far as you know, spiritual, you know, spiritually baptized, but also, um,
2: you know, being... well, yeah, we that there is a a water baptism that is a a spiritual symbolism. I
1: mean, because but I'm saying like as far as like you know, circumcision was the mark of the covenant. Now the the mark of the covenant right is being indwelled by the Holy Spirit. You know, through
2: well, yeah, that's true, but we also celebrate baptism yeah. as a outward demonstration
1: mm-hmm.
2: of what's happened on the inside right and communion yeah those are the two sacraments that we keep as a visible demonstration of the grace that's on the inside of us but there are symbols yeah. right mm-hmm. and what he's saying is that even the circumcision was a symbol yeah exactly i mean yeah. so yeah just, good, good no it's yeah. good good clarification question
1: All right. That is all the time we have for today. You have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day.